0: Welcome to the Grandstand Golf Podcast. This is our special 2021 Masters Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Bapti. And as always, I'm joined by my brothers, Craig. Hey, how are we doing,
1: guys? And Kevin. How's it going, everyone?
0: All right, guys, we have a time plan for this episode, including unveiling our picks for this year's tournament. We're answering the pressing questions that everyone has. And we have a new game at the end. We're going to unveil a 2021 snake draft. For the first time, we're doing a snake draft for this year's tournament. First off, we did release a full field breakdown on YouTube. That is, every single player in the field for this Masters, we released that on YouTube. We talked about every single person in the field, from answer to Zalatoris. Go check that out there. But guys, without further ado... I, I, it,
2: we... It's not that clear. that That's from A to Z. So, like, it's alphabetical in between, if you didn't know what the answer to Zalatoris scale was.
0: There you go, there you go. Guys, without further ado, should we jump... I I say we kick it off with our picks first. Let's just get it out in the open. Let's do our picks first. What do you guys think? Yeah, Yeah? so I
2: I think we're doing, what, picks and and one-and-dones here. And because uh, the way we do our one-and-done, whoever is at the top of the money list has to go first. So um, I I guess that means me.
0: So Uh, I I do want to say last Masters for November, this covers our one-and-done season. So we have two Masters in this one-and-done season. We did it before... The previous tournament ended which was I think the Houston open is that right Last year, um, yeah. and I think a bunch of us wanted to switch to DJ but we didn't yeah, so this yeah, year we're yeah. gonna call it our pencil on paper picks you know we still might change if we do that we'll go out on our Twitter at Wednesday is the
1: official cutoff Wednesday, Wednesday. you'll see it's the
2: Wednesday. official one but this is this is pretty this official. is
1: where yeah this is where we're going it right means now somewhat
2: somewhat extenuating circumstances um i i also think last time i kind of shocked you guys i kind of threw you for a loop with my pick last time uh i picked patrick reed just because he perform. he seems to perform so much better at the masters didn't quite work out for me uh you know it it looked like it might work out and then he he kind of didn't really get her done but
0: uh you guys ready for it i was just gonna say one last thing uh it's friday night when we're recording this so people have know when it is being recorded
1: and, and just to be clear, are you announcing here, Craig, your one-and-done pick or your pick to win? So they my pick, one pick to win and
0: one-and-done are
2: one and the same. They're the same person. This may come as a shocker. I'm
0: going with Bryson
2: DeChambeau.
0: That, oh. is, that is a shocker. I. You still... Just so people know, you still have Dustin Johnson in your pocket. For I still have
2: Dustin Johnson. Wow. I still have Rory McIlroy. I still have Justin Thomas. I got a lot of. I've got a lot of players. Wow. Left. Um. Uh, do you guys want to go ahead and and then we can uh, we can get into the p- picks a little bit more and dissect them? Sure. Uh, does that mean I'm next? I think That'd you be, are. next. You're next.
0: Yeah. Okay. I got. I, I have a couple different ones. I'm going pick to win. I actually picked this person. I think early January. Um, they are not my one and done, but my pick to win. I'm going Webb Simpson, forty to one. Wow. I like those odds. I just like it's an out there pick. But my one and done. This is you know, it's Augusta. I have this guy. If I'm not going to use him here, I'm not going to use him anywhere. It's Jordan Spieth is my oh. one and done.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow,
1: didn't expect uh, that one again. Again, cool. I still got that DJ bold. in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, you're leaving DJ on the shelf, eh? So, I have already used DJ in the one and done uh, at the U.S. Open last year. Um, I don't know why I said that because he's not my pick to win anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> my pick to win is, and this is this is something that may be shifting because I have to decide how much risk I'm willing to take on here. But it is John Rahm. I like it, it, but it's baby watch. It is baby watch watch season. It's big time baby watch. I'm really hoping that baby comes like tonight or tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just jubilant. If we get, if we get too close to, to Thursday and it hasn't happened, then I might have to pivot this one. Um, But yeah, John Rahm, I think he's in, I mean, his game is so complete anyways, but I think that for me, the, the thing that made me lean his way was his short game. And I think um, we'll talk about it, but the course is going to be playing hard and fast. And I think his short game, you know, he won at Memorial on a course yeah. that was playing that way. His, it, it's world class, obviously. Um, he's my guy. He's, he's a top 10 machine, even if he doesn't get the win for me, which he will. But even if he doesn't, I, I expect a strong finish.
0: Yeah, I actually think the 2020 Memorial is a really good comp for this. Um, And he did win there. So, yeah, I like that.
1: And sorry, that's your pick to win and your one and done. Yeah. You guys, I believe you guys have already used him as a one and done, so feels yeah, kind feel of like, like a Adam, both
2: Adam and I used him at the U S open and that he, he really tailed off on the weekend to not even get us anything close to a top 10. Uh, I like, I like the Rom pick. I, I have to say, so I didn't have the option to use him. Even if I wanted to, uh, if I had him and there was no baby watch, I, I would be all over it. Like I, I think yeah. I like the form, I like the fit. I think he's due. He's got three straight top tens here. Uh, I just think he's he's going to get a green jacket.
1: It's just a matter of time. Uh, yeah, I agree with that for sure. I kind of, to be fair too, I kind of made up my mind on him, and then was sort of not so much aware of the baby watch. And I was like, <laughs> as I as I started reading up more, it. Uh, Start started to worry me a little bit. So, so if these
0: picks were, like, in stone, I don't know if you would
1: take the same pick. That's the risky one. These are... It is. It, it is. That. So we'll see. And I, like I say, I may have to pivot. I've got some ideas that I, I'm not going to share because you guys will probably just pivot to those. So, um, you know, <laughs> I got to keep the cards close to my chest right now. But, um, yeah. So Okay, let's double, back
0: to, let's double yeah. back to Craig. The leader in our one and then right now picks Bryson. Craig, you talk about playing Bryson in thick rough, U.S. Open-type settings, and then you throw a curveball and pick him here.
2: Yeah, to so,
1: he's not going to have his greens book, you know.
2: I know. I know the greens book. I know the rough. I know all the situations. I So, to me, this is just a... I am sick of trying to come up with reasons this doesn't make sense. So I was, you know, I don't think any of us were really that high on Bryson in the November Masters when everyone was picking him. You know, he was coming off oh, the U.S. Sure. Open. Yes. Everyone was picking him as the pick to win the Masters. You know, he had talked about it being a par 68. He had a poor showing. Uh I just, so I was very impressed, not necessarily by Arnold Palmer. It's TPC Sawgrass. That's the one that put me over the edge. I just think that Bryson has a much more complete game than we'd like to give him credit for. Yes, he has the distance. He is, if he's not leading the tour, it's pretty darn close uh, in terms of par three scoring. I think that his... His approach play is something that I had really hammered on uh, through the summer when we were, you know, the the great Bryson debate was going on, and yeah. and I, it didn't seem like he was his distance control, all of these things were necessarily there. Uh, but August is a course where you. It rewards driving distance. It rewards driving accuracy. On top of that, you obviously, you need the short game. You need the precision into greens. I think Bryson has it all. I think the only thing you have to kind of overcome is why has he not done it yet? I, I think November, I, I'm i not necessarily buying into the whole dizzy protein shake, too many, drinking too, too many protein shakes, all that <laughs> stuff. I don't know what was going on. But I do think he, he clearly was not comfortable. Like, he... He didn't look like Bryson. He was making, he was letting shots slip away in yeah. a way that Bryson has not in it, from what we've seen of him recently. So to me, it just kind of felt like like Bryson's going to be, I, th- I want to say he's going to be a top 10, I, probably a top five. And it's going to be like, well, obviously. Like, obviously his, his yeah. form up to this point. Like, it's the same thing with Dustin Johnson. Like, Dustin Johnson had five straight, masters appearances outside the top 10 and then his last 5 have been inside the top 10. I think we're going to yeah. see Bryson kind of turn that corner to Augusta and I think it's going to be this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. Um he he's going to be in contention. You know, he's going I I think I think he's going to be there. I I really do think think his putting might be like I I don't know how much of a change it is for him to to not have the greens book and if that's part of the method then maybe that has been what's been throwing him off in the past. I don't know. Um, but I mean, there's everything you say is true. He's, he's got the distance. He's, he's, his, his game is absolutely complete. Um, yeah, there's no reason he can't win. Absolutely. He can overpower it. That's why they were, everyone was picking him in November is mm-hmm. because he can absolutely overpower the par fives. And uh, that's only going to be more. So if the balls are running out more than they did in November, so yeah, um, yeah, I mean, in some ways, yeah, you could say it's it's his to lose. That's what everyone would say to, it's, in, in to November. me. It's a
2: form over history pick.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I don't think it's his to lose. I think um, there's still it's DJ's to lose. I think Bryson Bryson wins that. It's such an incredible clip, and we've talked about that. That like he is he is playing outstanding golf. But I do want to kind of uh, dive into his Masters history. Quick dive, not too long, but his best finish here was as an amateur in 2016 he was t21 uh he's been top 40 every time but he's never beaten his t21 in 2016 uh so i i think you're right we're gonna see these top 10 finishes but it's it's bold to call his first top 10 and win but i i think we'll see him in the top 10 i think well so first off A tie, like a 21st finish for an amateur. Like, we
2: talk about that. Like, oh, like, that's just uh, that's freaking incredible. Like, it it was incredible for him to come here in 2016. So, uh, you know, uh, for all the reasons that he has a bad history, it it feels like, like, Bryson or sorry, Dustin, his first three were in the 30s, you know, his first three appearances. Then he had a 13th, then he missed the cut, and then he's rattled off five straight top 10. So, I just feel like. Not everyone gets Augusta right away. Rory, five straight appearances outside the top 10, and then he had five straight top 10s, and and then another one this past year. Uh, so I just think, I, I, I yes, it is bold to say
0: that he's going to turn the corner this week,
2: or this year, this, uh, this Masters, uh, but,
1: you know,
0: why not? Hey, I like it, Craig. I like the bold picks. I always like the bold picks. But I think that's a good enough talks wait, for now, wait sure a right. second
1: hang on are we <laughs> we're calling the guy who's like literally the second <laughs> high thoughts to,
0: as a bold pick well no because kevin what you said like there is this narrative of like he doesn't have his greens book and he is a scientist and you know around the greens yeah. here and th- there is this narrative that he this isn't the he's course not that he's going gonna to be anymore. able to do it here um but i i think that is kind of bs i i think you do need to learn the course a little bit um I and honestly, honestly, level, if pick... it wasn't if it wasn't for TPC Sawgrass,
2: I probably would not have picked him. Just because that is a course that does not suit him at all. And so the fact that he contended there that week, it's like, okay, he's in good enough form that at a course that is not perfect for him, he can go there and contend. So a course that on paper should be perfect for him, but he doesn't have the history. Let's see what happens.
1: Well, let's yeah. move on to an actual like bit of a bold pick, Adam. Why don't you explain yours a little bit? <laughs> so we're talking about Webb Simpson, okay? So he's my pick to win. He's
0: a pretty bull pick, I think. He's forty to one. I think. Right? I, don't I don't know, know why you would
2: take him as your pick to win,
0: and Spieth as your one and done. Like I don't well, really get that. Here, here's, what, here's what I'm pick to win, and you know what? I don't know if we've really defined it much, but and I don't know if I'm going to define it right now. But this is my the the pick that I like at his odds, and I already have it. So you know, I already, I already have it on my phone. I have it at worse odds, than he's out right now. So. Why not just go to him? The reasons I liked him in January and bet him there are still reasons I like him. Um, And the reason he's not my one and done is I think I've used him, but Smith is a course specialist and that's, that's why. And his odds are much lower. So anyways, Webb Simpson, he, he talked about last year how he changed his strategy, how he taxed Augusta national. He's more conservative where to hit into greens. It's completely changed his results here. So he had about seven appearances with not that much success, a couple top threes, but he didn't break through. Then he has a top 10 and a T5. Since 2018, he's been positive stroke seeing in 10 of his last 12 rounds here. I think that's kind of a reversal. I think he is a player that can fit here. The only thing that he doesn't have is distance. He only averages about 293 off the tee. That's his driving distance. His total drives is a little bit longer, a little bit better in terms of the ranking, but... I think he makes up it with how he approaches with the long approaches, you know, the 200 plus approaches. Uh, he putts very well. He's a top 10 in the PGA around the greens. He did miss a cut at the players, which I, I don't love, but he was six at the WGC concession. So he does have a recent top 10. Uh, he, he kind of fits all those narratives. He's in the top 30 in the world. Uh, he does have a top 10 recently. Uh, he, he played well here last year. I just think he's kind of, being slept on so I'm going I'm going web
1: yeah yes as, as soon as I saw that your pick was web I was kind of like ooh, yeah he could sneak up and grab one like this you know that's that's kind of web's. Well, I, so I, I, follow- I,
2: I'm not I'm not buying it uh <laughs> I, I I agree I think web is like a top 10 yeah I I can see that for sure I mean he's top 10 here the last two times he showed up I, I don't know. There's something I don't see him having the the, like I think Spieth is much more likely to win this than Webb. Uh, so,
0: yeah, he is. I, I like I,
2: I, I potentially like Webb as a DFS play at his price because you know we're we're getting Webb cheaper. So essentially, you're saying you like Webb at his price better than you like Spieth at his price
0: yeah, yeah. so Webb is ninth in the world. He's forty to one, which is is much higher than these other guys around him, I feel like. and his DFS price, I feel I think is around like the thirteenth area ranking. Um, so yeah, that that's exactly it. I don't. so this is where I feel like we do
2: need to define what it is as our pick to win because by our pick to win, I mean, I think this guy is the most likely one to win the tournament, whereas you're you're saying you really like Webb at this value.
0: Yes, but he, I mean, yeah, but I, I I don't need excuses or asterisks next to him. I'm I am I'm okay. You with... Mean, all so in he... on he's
1: all in on web. Okay, okay. I'm
0: not all in on web. Like, <laughs> push the stack. He can he can win this. He can absolutely win this. Um, is he the most likely to win it? No, but <laughs> <laughs> he can win this. Okay. <laughs> um, let's move Spieth. on from web. So the
2: one you're actually you're actually putting into the contest here is Jordan Spieth.
0: Jordan Speeth is incredible at Augusta. There was, I, I talked about this on our A to Z video. There's a moment in 2015, 2016 where he led Augusta for, I think, seven consecutive rounds before he put the, the one in the drink and had his famous collapse. He is. The one in the drink? Yeah. Okay. His collapse. Yeah. Um, he's just an absolute Augusta specialist. He's playing very well right now. I, I get nervous in DFS playing Speeth, I get nervous betting Speeth. But one and done at Augusta, I mean, this is the time when I feel confident playing speed. Like his form is exceptional right now. So to me, this feels much more like maybe my Patrick Reed pick in the fall,
2: where like it doesn't, you don't think of using this guy at one of the most, you know, the top five valuable one and done places. But because he's so much more valuable here than somewhere else, you want yeah. to do it. So Jordan Spieth, seven appearances at the Masters, four times within the top three. Uh, <laughs> it's an absurd record he has here. So and his form is good. So I, I get it. Uh,
0: and and the reason,
2: I, like, like you mean, said, if it happens, the world of golf and the world is going to be tuning in because if Spieth is in contention here, it's gonna it's gonna get people very excited.
0: And I can play DJ anywhere. For the rest of the year, I can play him anywhere and be pretty confident. I don't know if Spieth is officially back, back or Minnesota
2: personally, but <laughs> yeah.
1: So, do you think it's interesting that we've now we, we will have used Spieth in three consecutive weeks yeah, I was in our that. one and Because oh, I, 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 I was kind of you know I used him in the match play. I think Craig's got him this week, and now you're using him, and I. I mean, I'm thinking, okay, he's he's trying to tune up for Augusta here. I know I'm not going to use him at Augusta, so I'm, I'm going no, to play him when he's. <laughs> yeah,
2: <so. laughs> you
1: guys, Adam, gonna... Adam's making the bold to move. Yeah.
0: I don't think it's bull at all. I hey, mean... listen,
1: I've already bet him at Augusta, so I'm, that's you know, true. I'm i am be, my... be okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I'll be okay with it. All right. Jake,
2: Kevin. We, should... What's up? Well, we, we we talked wrong. We spoke wrong. Oh, yeah, we, we did, t- we did wrong. talk wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah that's fair. Uh, dive into sleeper. Do we want to change up the order at all, uh, Craig? Do you want to go first here? No, I'll, I'll or, jump in. Uh, yeah.
2: So sleeper, we're going fifty-one or worse in terms of their odds. You know, so we're trying to look down down the list a bit. Uh, but someone we think kind of has a legitimate thought uh, shot to win it. I am going with Joaquin Neiman. I I love this kid's game. I think that. I think he can show up at any course. I think he's got the distance to compete at Augusta. His form has not been awesome over the last five starts, uh, but he still has been top 30 in his last four, and then, you know, 43rd, and then a couple second places. So I think the form is good enough. Yes, he he has started here once. I believe it was when he was an amateur.
0: It was 2018.
2: yeah, so it was a few years ago. I mean, 2018. The guy, I want to say he's 22 now. So uh, it was a while ago. Uh, it was a missed cut, if I remember correctly. But I'm yeah. I'm putting essentially no weight into that. I think he I I think he's going to um, he he shapes the ball right to left, which I think is is better at Augusta. Uh, I think he's got an exceptional short game. I think he he's, can be streaky like he, he's one of these people I think has a legitimate shot to win it from back there because if he does get hot he's so streaky hot that he can't he could come out and win it.
0: That I, that I mean that's a bold statement right there. We're talking about a guy who's twenty yeah he's talented but he we have to remember he's twenty two and he only has one appearance here that's miscut like you you can't I don't know people don't go into Augusta in the third round and then. Go on to win the tournament. Who did That's... you pick here as your one and done? Jordan Speed. What did he do the first time he showed up? He's he's a he's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. What I'm saying is things are the way they are until someone comes along and changes it. So uh, I agree. It's it. He's the yeah, was... the the <laughs> safe play would be that Neiman is not going to do it, but people come here and can and do well here, young. Uh, so it, it's not unprecedented. I guess I would say. Yeah,
1: you made me feel a little bit silly there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right back at
1: me. Yeah, but those are those are like, it's you know, it's, it's those aren't the norm. The yeah. yeah, yeah, Tiger and Jordan, you're talking about. You know, those aren't guys that. That's not the norm.
0: Okay, are we having any th- thoughts on Neiman before we move on?
1: Uh, no, you know, Neiman's a guy I like a lot. Um, I have noticed recently he he's not been at his best form he, I mean he's a world world class ball striker I don't think his putting has been as dialed lately and I fear a little bit about that at Augusta because um, you, you need to be like bang on you need to be in peak form putting um, and that's that's actually what I've noticed about a lot of these guys that we're looking at in this 50 plus range um, a lot of ball strikers there
0: mm-hmm. Well. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's ball
1: strikers busy. who's maybe their their thing is like not. Well, there's the some strikers. sort
2: of hole. You know? There's either yeah. either they're ball strikers that there's some short game or putting question marks, or they're they're not quite the ball striker. You know, they might be the older guys. they, they they're, pass they're
0: a they're just... prime. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I can jump in here. With oh, my okay, sleeper. okay, yeah. Go ahead. If go that's ahead. okay. My sleeper is Jason Day at fifty to one. So I like that we got to fifty to one. I feel like this is a legit guy who could. Go ahead and win this. He he has a great record at Augusta. 35 rounds here. He averages two strokes over strokes in total. Two strokes, strokes in total per round. He has three top fives in 2011, 2013, and 2019. I feel like with Jason Day, too, we have seen kind of those flashes in the past year. But also consistency in the past couple months with kind of decent top third-ish finishes. He was T7 at Pebble Beach. On the year, he ranks 35th uh, strokes in TD Green, 50, 41st strokes in total. I just like where Jason Day is at right now. I think he's always seemed like someone that should have a green jacket. His his chances are running out. Uh, this could be one of the few that I think he has, and it wouldn't entirely shock me to see him get it. Yeah, You know well, why it seems like he should have a green jacket?
2: It's because when he showed up his first time, he got <laughs> second I, place. I uh, he almost won it the year that Schwartzel uh, won it, and yeah. to me, I mean, that was my introduction to Jason Day. Uh, I, I agree with basically everything you're saying. I think he does have a good feel for the course. I think, you know, the, so the health concerns are always are always part of the picture sure. right now with Jason Day. Uh, but I think that if everything clicks for him, he can still compete up there at the at the highest level at the biggest tournaments.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's my sleeper as well, Adam, um, for all I the like reasons it, you yeah. said. For all, all the reasons you said, I think like I was saying, I think in this range of guys at, at 50 plus, 50 to one plus, um, there seems to be kind of a hole in in where you just you don't have 100 percent confidence in, in making sure. the pick. Yeah. With, and with Jason Day, I think that the only hole is kind of the uncertainty of his form. But when he like he's a former world number one, when he's on his mm. game, it's as good as it gets. And he's, he's shown that he can play well at Augusta. Um, he's got the length. He's got his putting when it's hot. It's red hot. Um, yeah, I think he is a, a guy that can legitimately, if he, if he shows up feeling good and, and, you know, things are going his way, then he can win it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I'd love to see it, honestly. Like you say, I remember that one with with Schwarzel. That was they; those guys were just trading blows on the back mm-hmm. nine on Sunday. Like that was unbelievable.
2: Masters. Yeah, it was good. That was twenty eleven. Uh, if anyone's curious and yeah. and wants to check out the uh, yeah, everything's on YouTube right it's now. It's all on but, YouTube. Yeah,
0: so <laughs> it's, it's awesome.
1: awesome.
0: Yeah. Okay, that is our pick to win. Our one and done. Our sleeper. Let's do some fades. Craig, do you want to start us off with the fades or what? Yeah,
2: sure. So, I am going out on a limb. I am fading Dustin Johnson. Oh, wow. It makes no sense at all. And, you know, I'm fading him just because I feel like he is getting... He's kind of getting anointed right now. It's sort of like... There's a lot of people talking that... How could Dustin Johnson not win this? It, it, to me, it's it's sort of similar to to Bryson going into sure. the Masters last time. Like it's just whoever won the last major, all people can can think is like,
0: well, last time we saw them on this stage, everything was clicking. He broke like, records. He did this. Like of course he's just gonna walk in here and win again.
2: Yeah, uh, and he has five straight top tens. So like. First off, the fade, the fade here that I'm looking for. If it's a tenth, I'm I'm taking my victory lap because it's <laughs> totally. a not.
1: This is a not, he will not win pick.
2: Yeah. So so last yeah. three tournaments. Uh, so this is counting the match play, which you know finish position there is is ambiguous at best in terms of the ranking. But he, 28th at the master play is his best finish in the last three tournaments. He was 48th and 54th. Um, He does have the win this uh, early this year over at the um, Saudi—I forget what they call it—Saudi in Open or whatever it is on the European tour. We have not seen his best golf for a little while, but it no one seems to be kind of bringing that up. He was on an absolute heater through 2020, uh, but we have not seen his best golf. I don't think in 2021. So uh, I'm just—I'm pumping the brakes on DJ. That said, uh, check out our our DFS previews. I potentially will still play <laughs> him, but uh, in some small percent. I, I I don't know for sure, but I am yeah, not I'm saying pump. The brakes. I'm saying pump the brakes on TJ. Yeah,
0: no, no, I like it. He's also got the obligations with the dinner. He's got all these different things. He's not for in sure. the best form. Uh, it's it, people don't win here. I mean, the last don't... one was Tiger No. Two.
1: Very few people went back-to-back Masters. It's, it, you know, like, it's it's very, very difficult to do, so...
0: It, it is different November to April than April yeah. to April. A little yeah. bit different,
2: but... so He has not finished outside the top two in his last two appearances
0: here, so... It's but, a, like, in, in 2019, everyone got top twos, I think. Like, Brooks got a top two. <laughs> you got get a top, top two. two. You get a top two. If you're not Tiger, you got a T2. <laughs>
1: It was like Tiger and everyone else. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Okay, Kevin. Um, so I don't know if this is even allowed because it kind of seems a little bit obvious, but I was gonna fade Kepka. Is that no scratch it? Okay, scratch it. I mean, yes, I mean, it, was, it just made sense. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna take the guy that's just had surgery. <laughs> um
2: well, and it, recently engaged Congrats. i know his head somewhere books.
1: else yeah he was able to bend that knee so that's good Yeah, <laughs> it's showing progress um unfortunately it really pains me to do this then but i'm going to have to fade rory oh i felt uh, that coming. because i rory is a guy going into 2021 i wanted to believe that this was going to be his year to win the Masters, and I, I placed a futures bet on it, <laughs> and I just, uh, I have zero faith in that bet at this point. And I, I, you know, we've all seen what Rory's done in the past month or so. He's trying to find something. Augusta's not the place where you can get away without having it. So, um, unfortunately, it's Rory for me.
2: You know what? I was not super high on Rory until you just faded him. I think he's getting the fade pump. I think
1: that's, that's just, exactly <laughs> you know what? I'd, I'd love it. I'd love it. if. I did. kind of
0: think the same thing, Craig. I mean, like we talk about getting that career grand slam and that's going to be over Rory for every single Masters he plays. So what perfect time to do it when you fall outside the top 10, nobody's picking you to win. You just can show up. You've Worked with your coach and you can figure out how to hit those 80 yard little wedges and boom, you got your career grand slam. You got your green jacket.
1: Not to yeah. mention he's, he's listening to the pod right now. And he's like, he's like, you know what, Kevin, I'll show you. Screw you. Yeah. <laughs> These are the proper motivation.
2: So I would say Rory, like to me, this is one of those fades that is appropriately aggressive because Rory can show up, and have everything fixed, and it looks absolutely silly to fade him. But at the same time, he could—I mean, really—him missing the cut at the Masters. Like maybe if it's a U.S. Open or a PGA Championship or the Open, where it's a, it's a full field. But if the Masters missing the cut is is you've really taken the pie in the face. Uh, yeah. But and there's a range of outcomes for Rory and I would love to see I I think all of us are big Rory fans and we would love to see him figure it out and and turn the corner quickly and get into form uh
1: but I was I was a little surprised no one took him for their one and done here I he was who I had penciled in for my one and done for a long time here and I, I couldn't do it um and all this said Rory could very well show up like you say with a few things figured out he you know he's the kind of guy who picks up shots on the field just with his distance and with his his overall game so he's gonna be I wouldn't be surprised if he'd still top tens or something like that yeah, with, yeah. His, oh, with his with his sure. c game but yeah um I so, don't so think he's got his
2: a game right now just real quick uh Six of the last seven years, Rory's been in the top 10 at Augusta. Uh, Worst finish in those seven years is 21st place. So one of the things about Rory, I think was so, one of the things that makes it tragic about Augusta and Rory is that his game is so well suited to do well here. Like the being as long as he is and being accurate with that is a deadly combination that Augusta yeah. is one of the places that it just is perfect for. and And so... Uh yeah, we'd love to see him break through and win, but uh, he's he's so a fade for now.
0: He was my one and done pick here last year for the November Masters. He had a horrible Thursday. He looked like he was gonna miss a cut through his next three days. He I did come back for a T five. Wasted T5. Rory. I did not waste him. I got a T five out of him. That's I mean yeah. from where he's that's ch- been yeah, that's yeah. but he does. I mean, okay, I, I get miscut cut at the players. Match play wasn't that great, but he was T- T10 at Arnold Palmer and T6 at WGC Concession. Rory C game is still a lot better than most players A games out there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like both of those guys. I think they're bold picks. I'm going maybe lower hanging fruit oh. here. I'm going Terrell Hatton. 40-1 to 1 is my fade. It's just like a guy I kind of want wonder... Is this too far out? You guys are both giving me yeah, a I, I don't know. I don't know. That's almost thought, a thought, sleeper isn't range.
1: It,
2: isn't it a top 10? is not it have to be in the top 10 of the field? I think you better move it like on the point a little That's bit. That's like,
0: <laughs> give me a break. He's eighth ranked golfer in the world.
2: Yeah, and he's yeah. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, twenty. 20... 20th in the field. Okay, okay, let's hear you. Let's we'll hear you out. You it's got to be like a miscut cut or something. I mean, You're not getting like
0: I don't think he's gonna
1: win either. If that...
0: <laughs> we don't have a definition around this fade, I'm just fading him. You know, I, I think of the elite guys, the top 10 players in the world, as we're calling it. Kevin's guys ranked 11th in the world. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, but it's Rory, man. Yeah. Okay. He's this is the yet. guy. he's at six, what do you say, six <laughs> top tens in the last seven years? I'm sorry. Hey man, what a silly. Terrell fate. doesn't
0: quite have that resume yet, all right. Well, that's why he's my fate. I think so. I was gonna
2: say uh, Terrell Hatton's best finish at the Masters is 44th. He's <laughs> he's made the cut two out of four years. Uh that's- like, bold, bold predictions here from Adam. <laughs> That's why we got it. we got DJ we got Rory and we got Terrell Hatton.
1: He doesn't even think his pick to win is gonna win. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, I am just. This is, <laughs> can, can everyone tell now that I'm the youngest sibling here, just getting beaten up on, getting ganked up on here by my older brothers? Uh, I top ten player in the world, eighth in the world, Terrell Hatton. Yeah, because. Do you, this, the trend I'm giving you is I think there's a trend like the horses for courses that people play well here play usually continue that success and Tyrrell Hatton hasn't proved that at all much like Bryson Chambeau, he does not have a top ten here his best finish is a t44 he's missed a cut two out of four times his last top ten in the U.S. was at the Vivid Houston Open he's played six times in the U.S. since then on the PGA Tour WGC major whatever it may be. Uh, in no top 10s in those six tries. So Hatton, I, I like cheering for him. He is an elite player in this world. I would love to see him a top 10, but I think right now it's one of those where I'm not going to be early on it. I got to see from you if you can play this course well.
2: You know okay, what? So, so, so yeah, the, the one, one thing...
0: thing sorry.
2: I, I, I agree with him as a fade. I, I, I think there's sound judgment there. I want to hear, like, what are you fading him to,
0: though? Like, are you saying he's outside the top 30, I'm saying okay, so let's say he doesn't get that top 20. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay
2: that is, uh, I mean, it's it's it's, it's something, it's, it's
1: something. <laughs> but I'm you know what? So bad the one thing I will agree with you on is. That's what you said there about you want to you you're not going to be early on him. you want to see him prove it first. That's kind of the way I feel about Bryson at Augusta right now too. So um, that's yeah, just I, a,
0: I don't feel that way about Bryson, but I do feel that way about Hatton because Bryson yeah, is on a different planet. I feel
1: like would be the the one
2: difference is that Bryson should fit here, whereas Terrell Hatton, I don't feel like what he does. Like, he's not super long off the tee or super accurate. Like, he's a great approach player. But Augusta is one of these places, like, it it does demand for the most, like, unless in, in the few aberration years, it demands you you have distance off the tee.
1: Um, and you're going to miss with approaches at Augusta. You're going to be in spot. Like, you, yeah. if you hit every green exactly where you have to, then, yeah, you're probably going to be doing pretty well but that's not the case you're going to miss some greens and have to you know lean on your short game hmm. yeah
0: okay well I took a little bit of a beating there let's move on the last one that's on our pick sheet every Wednesday when you we set it up before the tournament is top Canadian guys you know we're from Canada we like to represent the Canadians here Craig, do you want to go first with the top? I team? want to go first
1: here. Okay. I'm oh, gonna, Kevin's
0: calling. Kevin's I'm,
1: calling. I'm feeling good about this. We got, you know, we got our, our boy, Corey Connors playing well right now, but that's not who I'm going with. I'm going to go with my boy, Mackenzie Hughes. I love his short game. Um, it's, it's top notch. It's what he kind of, I think, leans on as much as anything. Um, and I think it's going to serve him well. He's, he's a grinder. He plays hard course as well. Um, I think August is going to be playing very hard, especially compared to November. I think some of these guys, he didn't play in November. I found out after I picked is, <laughs> Really, you your Canadian pick to win last time. Um, but uh, he, so I think that a lot of these guys who have just played in November, maybe will not be prepared for what it's going to, how it's going to play. Um, and I think he's he's going to grind his way out to a solid finish, and uh, that's why I'm picking him.
2: Yeah, I, I I was very impressed with Mackenzie Hughes at the uh, match play. I I we have not seen the best form from Mackenzie. I feel like since last summer fall, he was in in really good form, and yeah. then uh, yeah. we hadn't seen anything. You know, some some decent finishes but nothing great uh and then he was very impressive at, at the match play uh, I, I i do agree he has he kind of almost has like that i mean it's it's a different game but he's got that mike Weir short game i want to say and and so uh it, it keeps you in a lot of things when you have that short game
0: yeah i agree
2: craig yeah, I agree. are you going the same route then no, I'm going. I'm going Corey Connors. I, I while I do like uh, Mackenzie Hughes, I just can't deny the form that Corey Connors is in. Uh, I think Corey Connors is playing great golf right now. His ball striking is so good. Uh, if he can putt in any way, then I, I feel like he'll he'll do well. Uh, he was top ten here uh, in November. I do think that. Probably for him, the soft November course uh, is maybe a little bit more advantageous than, than what we'll see now. But yeah. um, even still, I, I just, the form is so good that I'm, I'm going Corey Connors.
0: Yeah, I'll echo that. I'm picking Corey Connors. Uh, I think he is kind of the obvious choice here for Top Canadian. He ranks 12th in the PGA and strokes the NT degree for the season. He, he's such an elite ball striker. I can't believe you did Mike Weir like that. I,
1: I Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe nobody took Mike Weir. He hasn't. <laughs> Have people not been watching the Champions Tour lately? The guys tearing it up. There's there hasn't been there hasn't been that many events. The Champions oh, no, Tour has I know he did pretty well recently. In Hawaii was it? He did pretty well? No, he did well and uh he did do well in At Hawaii. The Colgate Guard yeah. Classic I think it was. Oh, the guard yeah. Hey, he, he won
0: he, me money as a top lefty last year. I'm I won't forget that. He he did me well last year. <laughs> okay, that is our pick sheet guys. That A lot of different takes, some bull picks there, some not bull picks, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Let's move past it. Uh, Let's talk about, so we had that November Masters, which is a little bit different, I think, for everyone, for fans, for golfers. A lot of people having their first Masters in November are coming back. Rumors about Augusta National. Let's talk Augusta National for a little bit. Rumors are, I think Jordan Spieth said it ahead of his uh, Texas uh, Open press conference. It's, from what he's heard, from what he's seen, it's firm and it's fast. Quick thoughts, Kevin. You're kind of the Augusta guy. It's, it's, of course you know like the back of your hand, despite never being there. What, what do you think about the 2021 edition?
1: I love it. Well, if that's true um, and it's playing firm and fast, I love it. I, I would like to see a hard Masters after. I mean, it didn't really have any teeth in November, and I think guys went out and got it. I read a quote uh, from. Paul Casey talking about the one like the one shot that proved it to him was on one of the days when he had uh, he had a six iron into number two and he just took dead aim at it and like, you know, just plopped it right down beside the pin and it just hit and stuck. He's like right. in April, that ball takes one hop and goes like over the gallery kind of thing yeah. oh, into the patrons. Um, and that's it's, the way I bounce it off concrete. It's like, yeah, a cart path it's, exactly. <laughs> Um, and I, that's, that's the Augusta I love. I don't like it when, I didn't like it when these guys were able to just kind of hit and stick anywhere on these greens. Um, so yeah, I, I, I hope we see a winning score that's, I don't, I don't really care about the score, but I hope it's not, um, you know, I hope it's down there just because guys are struggling and making bogeys and it's not just a birdie and Eagle fest, um, it's, it's awesome when good shots are rewarded with good scores and bad shots are punished. Um, and I don't know that that was as much the case in November. So yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. I think that with the firm, fast conditions, the cream really does rise to the top and, uh, you know, we, we will be in for a good show on Sunday if, if that happens.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree. And the other change we have is we're going to have some patrons back it's yeah. be, I, I don't know exactly what that looks like. I don't know if anybody that's not part of the. Yeah, club. you gotta be
2: a CEO, basically, <laughs> to know
0: what's going on, probably. <laughs> um, but I mean, we saw, you know, Sung Jim and uh, who else was up there last year?
1: Cam, Cam Smith. Smith.
0: Cam Smith, you know, th- does that. Th- do these young guys. Is there a little bit more pressure when you're playing in Oh, Acosta? Yeah. With some patrons there? Absolutely,
1: what? I think so,
2: so. So I think it'll depend a little bit on the the size and tone of the galleries. I think if it is quite small and it's quite close to sort of the membership, uh, sort of close in terms of like their, say, their families and friends, and like, uh, you know, it, that would have the feeling of the more, more of the corporate box suite type. Uh, so it's going to be a very different feeling than if it's I forget what it was at at the waste management but say 10 to 15,000 somewhat rowdy types
1: but uh, but augusta is never like is, is never it's it's never like never the waste rowdy management. there's very strict rules but i think that nobody even just like loud, enthusiastic
2: though. like like you're yeah. not you're not necessarily going to get the roars from your your corporate sweet person that you're going to get from i
1: think you do at augusta i think that they get excited to be there and they're uh they're really, I mean, just like
2: anybody else. Sorry, I'm just hating on Warren Buffett or, like, what are you, you guys are defending
0: the, the <laughs> well, average I don't know. age of I mean, I think, 75 membership at Augusta National? You got, you got Michael Phelps behind the tee and, I mean, there's many earthquakes and you get, like, that's
2: someone I close. close. Like, I don't know if you're getting those, those types. I think you're, I think you're going to get a much more subdued crowd.
1: Well, I think, but I don't know, like, if that's based I, on anything.
2: It's, it's a patronage or something. I don't know what they... <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: Um, I don't know what your like, where your source is for that that opinion that they're just going to be the corporate suite. Um, I
0: don't think he has crowd,
1: for that. <laughs> like or that's just. I what can't you tell think. you, about like sources. who knows who's going to I'm not going to
2: sell all my sources like that. <laughs> um, so so I'm it's not, just,
1: I I'm real. not sure that what the crowd's going to be like, but I think it's proven in these, in these tournaments lately that have had some crowds back that it does make a difference. And there's like enough of a, um, whether it's a roar or just like a, a murmur, whatever a, it is, people a buzz. A buzz, and I, and I think that uh, will
0: be noticed on Saturday, Sunday, especially if for you're sure, in and one of those last groups.
1: And from what I understand, I've never been there, but from what I understand, the sound carries through Augusta, and so even like if it's just a buzz, there's going to be a buzz. It's a different feeling, it's an energy to it. Um yeah. I think I, some I of think these there's, guys there's really like Corey is talked about
2: Augusta, but I do think. One of the things, and I mean more like um, in terms of the history and in terms of a lot of a lot of questionable um, background to Augusta National and the Augusta National Golf Club. But one of the things that I do appreciate in terms of their absurd level of control that they impose upon the masters, we don't get, We don't get the Yahoo crowds. Like, I I hate it when you have a bunch of of drunk guys yelling as soon as someone hits a shot. Um, Like, it's just, to me, that takes away from it. I love a crowd where, like, everyone's, like, reacting to the golf. uh, And, like, ooh. Like, you know, you get ooh from... Ten thousand people, 000 people yeah. around a hole—that adds an awesome, an awesome emotional element to it. Um, someone yelling "Baba Booey!" I like—I—I I hate that stuff, you know. Yeah, mashed th- potatoes or—yeah, exactly. That's just me. Um, so, real quick, I think one of the other things uh, that you, you kind of have to talk about with the difference between November and now is going to be the organic matter on the balls. Uh, I mean, they they were. I don't think ever going to consider going to lift clean in place at, at the Masters. Uh-huh. But uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of dealing with mud on the ball. Uh, there was a lot of people. Uh, you know, I think there was a couple of times on Sunday the DJ potentially would have gone at par fives, but he had mud on the ball, so he he hit little skimmers to lay up into wedge range and and in the process Knocked try off. to clean yeah. try to clean off his ball, and then he made birdie on both those on the back nine. So. Um, I I think potentially that that will come into play, but I'm just so stoked to see this course play firm and fast. I think they also protected the course with some pin placements, I think, uh, that were different than normal in November, uh, in part because they didn't want, you know, there was no funnel pin on 16 because uh, they were aware, I think, of of what DJ could potentially do in terms of a score, and, and they don't really want that to happen in a year where it's not playing to kind of its full potential.
0: Yeah, I think um, they have. They will take as much control over the course as they can. Uh, a minus twenty score is not something they want to see. Uh, and we might talk about it a little bit later. But I, I don't think they want to see those kind of winning scores. So you I see, what,
1: I, you know how much control kind of they can take they over. They don't care about
2: the score as much as the U.S. Open. I mean, obviously they don't care as much as the U.S. Right. Open. Yeah, no, but
1: they I don't, don't want it to get eaten up.
2: Yeah, and and I think really they didn't want. To like have some crazy number set in this year that is not gonna be touched because it's always gonna be so much harder after that year, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I think that's I was hard. gonna say, you know how much control they have over that course? All of the all control. The control. <laughs> all of it. as much as you can control nature,
0: right? You can't control the yeah. rain that comes down, or, or you, whatever. Can yeah, you can suck the water it out. out of the greens.
2: You, <laughs> you need some bird songs, and we got some bird songs. We'll just flick them on, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other yeah. one that in my research this year, I don't know if you guys knew this, but they they used to put blue dye in the ponds to make them seem bluer. That doesn't shock me at all. It doesn't shock me at all, but it just seems so silly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Well.
2: they still, they still paint, (laughs) they still paint, uh, paint turf green that might have a little bit of brown tinge to it. Uh, But that, I kind of expect that from them. The blue, the blue dye, maybe it's just because I I have a water science background. That just, that just irks me.
1: Yeah. I, I wish I was surprised, but I'm not at all. (laughs) Not at all. I just can't believe none of the courses I play put that like white strip. Around the cup, you know, like after you sink the <laughs> cup it in, it's just like TV. dirt. It's just like dirt. <laughs> like, what am I? A savage <laughs> playing with the dirt? Well, they don't need to Give pick that up the
2: script. cup on TV so much <laughs> when you're playing.
0: Yeah, sorry, Kev. <laughs> okay, guys, let's move into a couple of questions specific about the 2021 tournament. As I kind of mentioned before, there was a lot of kind of first timers this year or maybe 2019 because they didn't qualify for 2020. So the question I'm throwing out to you two, and I'm going to rip through this real quick, but the best sophomore showing from these guys that debuted last year, and I'm just going to go real quick. We've got answer, Bezadenhout, Cameron Champ, Griffin, Homa, Hovland, who didn't play in 2020, but did did play in 2019 as a low-am, Sungjae Im, Kokrak, Morikawa, Munoz, C.T. Pan, Perez, Scotty Scheffler, and Matthew Wolf. Craig, I think, uh, do you want to take this one on? Who, who do you think no, has I the best... I want to go last. Oh, I mean, you want to go last? You want to go last. Okay. Kevin, do you want to take it?
1: Sure. Um, well, Craig's going to take probably Hovland, so I'll leave him on the board for him. Um, I'll, why don't I just go with my boy Max Homa? I think uh, um, he's, he's a smart player. He's playing well, and yeah i think i i think he um he loves the course He he has talked about it on his podcast a lot how much it means to him to go to augusta and how you know we've all seen all the shots on tv is our whole lives and how uh, how cool it was to go play it and everything and um yeah i think he's in pretty good form so uh he, he missed the cut but he was right on the right on the number i think or he just he may, maybe made a a bad swing I think two holes before or something like yeah. that made a double he, or something He
2: should have made it I think
1: yeah he was he was right there um so he missed it but not by much and and yeah I mean I think his game kind of fits Augusta pretty well actually so I well see if him. there's
0: any any course that kind of compares on the PGA circuit it's Riviera there's a lot of people that have yeah. won both at Augusta and Riviera so maybe there's yeah. something there yeah, yeah,
2: I think, to me, with Homa, too, the form is awesome. Uh, yeah. You know, seven of his last nine are top 25. He only has the one miscut at players, which I think he was fairly close on, and it was coming on eight straight, his eighth straight tournament. Um, I, I it, You know, it, it does seem because Kevin's the resident Max Homa, Homer. Oh, we uh, all like it, Homer, I think. Well, uh, for sure. But uh, it, it seems like it might just be a Homer call, but it's not. Like, he he has a legitimate form uh, for that to be a, a very reasonable take, I would say.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, Kevin didn't take him. I am taking him. The reason I put him in this list is why I, I'm going to take him. Victor Hovland, who didn't play in 2020, but is back... For 2021 he was low amateur in 2019 i love victor hovland i love his game he's kind of has the same form as dj really kind of great to start 2021 i mean he went second sixth, fifth, fifth second kind of in consecutive tournaments and then has fallen off 49th miscut i mean thanks mom 42nd uh match play i, I he's i don't know i i I love Hovland. I think he's going to play this course very well over his career. So I think, you know, kind of chipping into that top 15, top 12, top 10 uh, would be kind of a really good stepping stone for him. Contending would be awesome. I love Hovland.
1: Yeah. You can't, I can't argue with that pick really. Like he could come out and play exceptional and be right there. He yeah, I would say, say it's it.
2: definitely something that my heart wants to see I, I don't know if I necessarily expect it, though. Uh, it's just... I don't know. Uh, maybe it just feels to me like he's lost a little bit of the edge he had. Like, he was playing he was playing potentially the best golf of anyone there. Over, yeah, he was, over not, a, he was really on the heater for a little stretch. while. Yeah, um, and... It's been forty second. I mean, that's a match play finish, but but forty second miscut, 49th. Uh, it just feels like maybe he's he's lost that edge. But I would love, I would absolutely love to see that. Um, okay, I, I feel like the obvious one for me is to go with Colin Morikawa. I'm not gonna do it. I, I just assumed someone was gonna go with Morikawa, so that's why I went last, is because I wanted to pivot <laughs> off him. But I'm just gonna do it anyways. I'm going Jason. Cochrane, I think that okay. that, is, think a that, that is, is a pivot. It is a pivot. Right. It's a. It's maybe it's a. We've got bold predictions coming up. This is not even my bold prediction. I just think so. He's got uh, three of his last four are top tens. Uh, the one that wasn't is the match play. He's he he's a great driver of the ball. He's a great putter. You know, we saw the win from him at uh, what is it? Shadow Creek in C- Las yeah, Vegas. Yeah. At the CJ Cup. Uh, you know, he, he is one of these guys that does not have a long sense of history at the masters for his age. Obviously he's a, he's a little bit different than all the other guys on this list. Uh, but I think his game is well suited to Augusta. So if he can figure out the course, uh, I, I think, I think we could be, a, see a little bit, maybe, maybe I'll call it a surprise top 10 to get him into the field next year.
0: Wow. I like that. He, I mean, he has been sneaky good. His world ranking is 33rd and, uh... Even just talking about him in our A to Z show, I kind of forgot that he was 33rd in the world. Like, I I just kind of forget that he's that high. No, okay.
1: Yeah. It's I, I have nothing no. to say. I mean, I have very, very little uh, feeling about where Jason Kokrak's game is at. I don't get to see him play much. Uh, don't know. Fair. Don't know what to say. So I thought one... Any thoughts I, you know, on Markawa? Markawa, the one thing I'll say about Markawa. That I, I was looking at him. Um, he hits a fade. A fade isn't ideal for Augusta. I know he hits it so tight; it's probably fine, and I'm sure he can work it the other way if he has to. But it is there's definitely holes that a uh, draw is preferential. I was actually so.
0: hoping someone would take more or yeah Morikawa and I would do a straight up bet with Hovland versus Morikawa, but I don't think I'm <laughs> going to get any takers there. Nope interesting nope. interesting okay let's move on so the next question
2: I'll, although I w- i'll tell you what i will do uh both of us faded a guy i'll take my fade i'll take him straight up like whoever finishes higher I- i'll take my fade straight up over your fade
0: no so you're not confident in your fade no thank you i'm confident no, he's saying, I'm saying he's
1: <laughs> yeah. i'm saying i faded okay. someone yeah. of a
0: better pedigree <laughs> 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 Not too scared about that. Next question thrown out there. I think we're calling this most likely to not return next year of the top 50 official world golf ranking top 50 qualifiers. Uh, Do you want me to rip through this list real quick? I'll just elaborate on that. There's multiple ways you can qualify to
2: get into the Masters. Uh, There's people who have qualified because they won this year. You know, we've got our Jim Hermans, our Brian Gays. We kept those guys off of this list. These are people who qualified with their top 50 uh, world golf rankings. There was two times that that happened. There's some guys that qualified, I want to say at the end of 2020, the end of the calendar year, and there's some people that qualified last week. Uh, so we, we've got a list of guys who have qualified just on that, um, and, and we're going to be choosing someone who is going to fall out of that list uh, and not make it here next year. So rip through the list real quick,
1: Adam.
0: We've got Matt Fitzpatrick, Tommy Fleetwood, Perez, Bizayden Justin Rose, Lee Westwood, Matt Kuchar, Bern Wiesberger, Ian Poulter, Matt Wallace, and then, newly in after the match play with Bobby McIntyre, Will Zalatouris, a couple of your guys tugging at your heartstrings right here with those two. And last, Brian Harmon.
1: So I can't help but notice that there's a lot of Europeans on that list. So expand on your thoughts. Well, I mean, that it, it's a double edged sword. Um, I think partly that could be because they play fewer pga tour events and so they don't have as many chances to win one um i know there's also a theory out there that guys that play a lot on the euro tour their world rankings can get somewhat boosted from that due to the field um so maybe there's something there um but just something i noticed is. I so was looking you're, at the you're list noticing here? something, and you're saying theories where you're not taking a stance either.
0: Okay. Well, 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 no, what's the, what's I, I, think I
2: think the the first thing you said, though, there is some weight to that, that, uh, you know, a lot of these guys have wins. Yeah, just, they do. Have,
1: most of them do. It's just
2: that the wins they have in the tournaments they play every week don't qualify for them under yeah. the other categories. So, yeah. um, you know, whereas a Max Homa... Qualifies with his win and he's also top 50 in the world. Now he's not on this list, Uh, but but these euros are
0: I got you. I got you. Okay, that's fair.
1: Yeah, so the guy I was drawn to initially um, just because of the way he had been playing up until like two weeks ago would be Matt (laughs) Kuchar. (laughs) Um, He was really like dropping like a stone in the world rankings, but kind of found a foothold somewhere and is latching on now. And actually playing pretty decently this week as well. So, uh, but what? Why not? I'll I'll say Kucher.
2: I mean, he's also at that age I think where yeah. it feels like a natural fall off is coming. Uh, yeah. So I think I think that's a fairly reasonable take.
0: Yeah, I mean, Matt Kucher. I I it, it's bizarre that he's playing the week before after going the distance, at the Del play. I know he's got a sketcher so he can continue <laughs> to play golf. You know,
1: so all day and all pillows. week and every yeah.
0: week. They're Um, not new balances. Those
2: things, those are a cushy ride.
0: He's got an incredible record here. So it wouldn't entirely surprise me to see him get that top finish. Well, and that's the the other thing. Like some of these guys
2: might top 10 at the Masters this year, which, you know, so maybe they're not tip 50 in the world next year, but they've, they've got their, they've got their exemption. And I didn't even see
1: fans
0: in the field. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I didn't even think about that. And the way Kucher's playing, like, right now, that may very well be be the case. So, anyway, I'll great. stick with him anyways. Uh, I'm list. going
2: I'm going with Baron Biesberger. Uh, the reason being, uh, he has fallen in the list since, uh, since 2020, since the end of 2020. He's right now 47th. Uh, but crucially, he has... 2019, he has three wins on the European Tour uh, that will be coming off the book and seven top tens that, uh, you know, as this season, like before the next uh, uh, cutoff time essentially for this, those are all coming off the back end of his world ranking. So um, I think he's going, he's got his work cut out for him uh, to maintain his position.
0: Yeah, I think that's a pretty fair one as well. I would tend to agree with that. Okay, I'm going to go with Justin Rose.
1: Ooh.
0: Oh, give me a break. Come on, that's not surprising to you guys. Well, It's surprising like because you love him at the Masters. He was number one in the world to start 2019. We're in 2021 now, how much he has fallen. He loves his course. I researched him extensively before the 2020 Masters as one of the best players playing to not get his green jacket. You know, he went to the stretch with, Sergio, he says he loves his course. He thinks he's going to win here at some point in his career. But like Lee Westwood, you need to make sure you get your spot. And there was times when Lee Westwood wasn't playing again. Like He got it through the open, and now he's battled back with great play to be in the top 15 in the world. I don't know what Justin Rose is going to do to turn around his game to get back to the Masters, but he needs to do something. Yeah,
2: he's got he's got some serious numbers coming off the back end for him too. He he was tied for third at the U.S. Open in 2019, uh, so that one will come off. He had won the Farmers Insurance Open that year. Uh, I mean, those those do start to really fall off in terms of points, but even still, he was third at the Wells Fargo. So like, he's got a lot of points that are going to be coming off his ranking, and he could. I mean, he was. He was first. He could continue to plummet down the rankings.
1: Where is he at now? He's He's 39th right
0: now. Thirty nine. Yeah. (laughs) It's a full year away, this Masters. is not coming up in the
1: spring like it did for November 1.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, that was a sad one. Let's get back to a happy.
1: Let's get back to a happy. It's kind of depressing. Who's going to suck next year?
0: (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Now, with positive energy out here, best returning winner... A winner that hasn't won in the past ten years. So I'm gonna I'm gonna rip this so, off real quick.
1: Yep. So are, for this one, are we are we tying like highest finish, or yes. because un, is, these guys are kind of unlikely to win. Yes. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna
0: pick a winner here, but highest finish, we'll call it. I think we will get a handful of guys who win the cut or make the cut. Sorry. Uh, we've got Freddie Couples, Zach Johnson, Phil Mickelson, Vijay Singh, Mike Weir, Bernhard Langer. Larry Mize, Charles Swartzel, Sandy Lyle, and Jose Mar- Jose Maria Olazabal. Ol- Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. I think the guy that has the best chance to finish here. I don't know. Maybe we'll surprise you guys. I'm gonna go Zach Johnson. I mean, he he's really I feel like of this group the the PGA pro in here that, I mean, still is competing week in, week out, Charles Swartz, so maybe a little bit, but he doesn't really have those finishes. So I'm going Zach Johnson. I feel like it's a pretty safe, easy, easy pick there.
2: Yeah. I, I think that is, I mean, it feels the like the person who is the most relevant still from there. He had started to fall off, but after the Wyndham last year, he really, you know, he rallied to make the playoffs and then he has played decently since then. Um, I'm gonna change it up though. I'm going Charles Schwartzel. Uh, he was 25th here last year. He missed two cuts years before that. I'm just gonna I'm gonna cross my fingers and hope. I'm going with Schwarzel. Uh Maybe he can replicate whatever magic he happened to find last year.
1: Well, I'm gonna go. You know, there's only one guy in this on this list that's still hitting bombs, and it's, <laughs> and it's Phil. All right, let's. I oh. like it. You know why not? Fill the thrill. Put together the, the one thing about Phil is really four rounds is a is a, tall <laughs> it's a tough ask. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, he's he's the one guy that I think still can hit it far and um, it, I mean, the consistency he's is at
2: time on yeah.
0: the Champions Tour.
1: Yeah, so yeah. um let's go Phil. See what happens.
0: I like it. I like it, Kevin. Drop those thumbs. Give those thumbs up. I like it. <laughs> Okay, one more question before we jump into our snake draft for the Masters. It is bold prediction time. Who wants to start it off here with a bold prediction for the 2021 Masters?
2: Well, I'll start it off because you guys might disqualify this from being a bold prediction, and I might have to come up with a new one. It's tough. It's a tough crowd tonight, Craig. So I am going... I think this is a bold prediction, but you guys are are able sure. to to disagree as long as it's respectful, as long as you respectfully disagree. Uh, I am just gonna say Dustin Johnson finishes outside the top ten. Uh would would you guys That's
1: a bold prediction I'd say.
2: Yeah. I, I'm gonna say DJ does not he he breaks this streak of five straight top tens. He finishes outside the top ten. Um yeah I I I don't know. I don't have a ton of faith in this happening, but I just kind of have a gut feeling that uh, that everything worked for him last time. I think he might have borrowed borrowed some karma from tomorrow, and and that's going to come due here.
1: I like yeah, it, Craig. I that's like a it. Bold prediction. Okay, Kevin, you're up. Am I up? You're up. Well, I'm going to say as my bull prediction, despite picking Phil Mickelson as the uh, as the best returning winner with a chance I guess I'm going to predict that Mike Weir finishes inside the top 30 is that bold enough Ooh, that's oh that's a yeah. bold
2: prediction
1: that is bold
2: i would have said i would i'll give you mike weir makes the cut as a bold no, prediction no i don't
1: that wasn't bold enough for me i top 30
0: yeah i like it that's bold that is bold
1: and the thing about that is it's scary, is my boy Mackenzie Hughes gotta finish the head of that. So <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> So just just to understand how bold that is, uh, Mike Weir has made one cut in the last six years here. Uh, <laughs> If we go if we go back a, a few more, uh, it is two of the last ten. Uh, so I, I probably would have given you a made cut as as a bold prediction. But
1: listen, he you know what he goes to the champions dinner. He remembers old times. He he's freed up out here. It's not like there's any expectations for him on the champions tour. He's playing well. He's been really tuning up his game. Get those wedges dialed in like he did when he won it, and you know make some pots, Mike. Yeah. Let's do it.
2: Those par fives can be three-shot birdies. Four-shot
1: birdies. Three,
0: or four, sure. four shot birdies, three <laughs> shots to the <laughs> green. <laughs> I was picking up what you're putting down, Craig. Don't <laughs> worry. Okay, my bold prediction. You guys want a, a couple players. I'm going with a tournament bold prediction. I'm going less. This is. I feel like this is out there. You guys might disagree. You might put it all on me. But less than 10 players finish the tournament under par. Ooh. That's, bold. that's 40, bold. 43 players finished the tournament under par last year. I, I'm trying to look at the last time it happened. I think 2016 when Danny Willett might have been the last time. There was only maybe a
1: handful. That I would be six, six under you par. Know what? That would be awesome. I hope you're right with that. <laughs> I think it would be awesome if that's the case. So I'm going, my bold prediction, less than 10 people
0: finish under par. I don't, It. it yeah, a lot of things have to happen for that to actually pan out, but that's my bold prediction. Yeah. I I don't
2: know if you've been talking to the meteorologists or not, but uh, um, no, it's bold. I I don't know whether or not I I stand on your side, but it would be a very entertaining tournament if, if that's the case at Augusta.
0: For sure. A lot of movement. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay, guys, this is our, our last thing we're doing for this master's preview podcast. We're going to unveil a snake draft for the first time ever. We have Three of us were picking. We're going to go one to three, then reverse order back. That's what a snake draft is. Off count. Now, now just
2: to be clear, my bold prediction of Dustin Johnson finishing outside the top ten—that may or may not have, I, 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 I don't know. I, I, my snake draft results might, might counter that. But we'll, so we'll see here.
1: You're waffling pretty hard. You're being less bold right now. All oh. right.
0: <laughs> how, how many picks are we going to do here?
1: I think we're going to go gonna, ten players, right? We're
0: going, we're going ten, ten each. each. So it's going to be about thirty-ish, yeah. thirty players, top thirty-ish. I, I was trying to say, um, it's
1: going to be we kind of like a one-and-done. May not
2: get Terrell Hatton drafted. I was <laughs> thinking that.
0: <laughs> wow, wow.
1: It's so and be, then so the winner is
0: it's prize money based, right? Prize money, like one-and-done. The prize money is the points. That's how we determine the winner. So I a lottery happened off camera before this happened by kevin's wife he was the number one selection it actually ended up in birth order so it's going to be kevin it's going to be craig and then i will be in the third and fourth position
1: is anybody uh copying this down
0: yeah uh, i'll get it i'll get it I'll, I'll do the notes here
1: all right all right we need we need official record of this i mean and, for first pick it's a can I get right into it? I'm yeah, yeah. I'm going like to tell you.
0: I'm going to put you on the clock if you
1: take any time beyond. I'm, ta- 10 I'm taking seconds. no time. Baby watch, be damned. I'm putting my money where my mouth is. John Rom, chalk it up, number one pick.
2: Okay. I'll, I'll stand with my my boy Bryson. I I'm one and done in him. I'm I'm staking him. I'm happy to go with Bryson.
0: Okay, give me the low hanging fruit. I'll take DJ in the third selection and I will wrap around here and take. You know, I don't know if he's going to be with me. I'm going to take Jordan Spieth here and four. No, not your yeah. boy Webb, eh? <laughs> I, think Webb, I think Webb might fall down uh, later <laughs> round.
2: Okay, well, I, I guess I'm hoping that there's some carryover from the Players' Championship. I'm taking. Uh, You know what? Maybe these guys that we haven't talked about, we should we should touch on here. Uh, I'm taking Justin Thomas. Uh, Justin (sighs) Thomas comes in here uh, fresh off a a player's championship. Um, His best finish uh, in the 2020 at the Masters in the in the 2020 Masters. Uh, Just quick thoughts, just because he's someone we haven't uh, brought up yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, I was discussing pivots. He may, in fact, be a pivot of mine if John Rom uh, baby watch goes not yeah. the way I would like. So um, he's definitely somebody on my radar for sure.
2: So, so I just real quick, I want to give you his last five Masters appearances. 39th, 22nd, 17th, 12th, 4th. I mean, there's only, there's only yeah. three spots left to move up. He, he seems to be trending in the right like direction. It. Does the I trend like continue?
1: I don't know. Um, guess that's put, puts me on the clock here. I'm don't going... pull Vikings at the NFL draft. And <laughs> how much time do I have? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with uh, Adams' boy, Patrick Cantley.
0: Wow,
2: I like I it. Like
1: it. Uh, and... Another one.
2: You know, we spoke about him on our A to Z, but he's got all the tools. Uh, I think we're ready to see some success from him yeah. here.
1: And why not go with uh, the always solid Xander Shoffley?
2: Okay, well, I, uh, you know, Um, we, uh, Xander actually, should we touch on Xander real quick while we're here?
1: I mean, he was a T2 in 2019, I believe, right?
2: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) who
1: wasn't,
0: right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
2: So Um, Xander actually is someone I I thought Pete. Some people might look at uh, he had a very good uh, Masters history for you know this is only his his fourth time here uh, but going into the fall one he he had gone fiftieth to second and then he was seventeenth last time so he'd fallen off he fell off a bit uh, but uh, he's someone who you think should be able to handle this course he draws the ball for a right hander it's it's probably the better better way to move the ball um, I like him at this course in the long term not awesome form as of late. No. Um,
1: and was, that's actually,
2: I, I've been looking at him as a
1: one and done, and, and that's why I didn't pull the trigger. Yeah. But would be very surprised if he was kind of outside the top 20, you yep. know? Yeah.
0: Uh, Adam, any thoughts on Sander? Yeah. I like him complete game. I think
2: he, he'll play well here. Okay. I, I'm going with Rory here. Uh, I We've spoken at him. We've spoken on him, so I don't know if we need to get into that anymore. Uh, it, I'll, I'll happily collect my Rory McElroy green jacket, uh, completing the career
1: Grand Slam. You know, I, I um, omitted him as I had faded him. So, um, but that was, uh, yeah, here's he hoping. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I like it, Craig. You're building a solid roster here. Um, players that we have, I'm going to say players that are left right now at the top of the board is more Kawa, Patrick Reed, Brooks. I don't think we have any hope of playing. Uh, Tony Finau, Whip Simpson, and Hatton. So, of those kind of guys that I'm looking at right there, at the end of the third, I'm going to go Tony Finau as my selection.
1: Ooh, my boy, what? Tony. Yeah,
0: yeah, Kevin, Kevin's boy, great so, history here, except – Thirty eighth last year wasn't yeah. the best, but
1: would I use him as my one and done?
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think he had like he's shown that he plays this course really well. Early success, uh, not the best form, missed the cut. I mean, this is Friday night. He missed the cut at the Texas Open. Didn't hit a single fairway. It seemed like uh, Thursday, Friday this week. So yeah, but, okay. but
2: we like we like his game. It's just we haven't we didn't see it today.
0: Yeah. 4-0-1 is a pick. And I think it's time to go Webb Simpson, the winner of the 2021 Masters. He fell. Yeah. I can't believe he's fell this far. <laughs> I'm going to take Webb Simpson down for pick one.
2: Oh, man, you guys are making this, you're making this hard on me. I really, really <laughs> want to take Colin Morikawa, but I can't. I'm going to go with
1: Patrick Reed.
0: I didn't yes. even do that.
1: Thank you for not making me pick Patrick Reed. <laughs> <laughs> Um. okay I am going to go with Daniel Berger
0: wow so we had him ranked 18th here on the board so that, that seems like okay end of the fourth round
1: and I will go with someone who I haven't talked about Lately, although I've referenced him a lot on um, previous podcasts about how he will one day be wearing a green jacket, Mm -hmm. Mr. Cameron Smith.
2: Wow, Kevin's mixing it up. He's taking some intriguing choices here. Well, I feel like this is just too good to be true. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take Carl Morikawa. I, I consider taking him over Patrick Reed. If the putter shows up, I think he's someone who could be a champion here at at some point. So I'll I'll take it uh, and and just ride the volatility of the putter.
0: Very interesting. Uh, Adams, one... Adam's
2: torn because uh, <laughs> what the the auto draft might be his his fade, Ral Hatton here.
0: The auto draft is Terrell Hatton, number eight golfer in the world, as you guys know as I've spoken about at length on this podcast. But I'm going to skip over him. I'm going to skip over the next guy for a second here. I'm going to go Victor Hovland as my pick.
1: Close what are you round. guys looking at, by the way? Oh, his you're not in, in In... Especially oh. did her. Nose. I was gonna say that. <laughs> that's not my rankings at all. Yeah. I don't.
2: Know. <laughs> you you potentially have better rankings. These are based on DFS pricing, so okay. uh, um, These are in no way any better than any rankings you're potentially looking at.
1: Yeah. No, it's this is just I just this is my gut rankings. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a guy that's sticking out, um, a lower a little bit lower down the board, but. You know, I play with my heart sometimes as well as my head, so I'm gonna go Lee Westwood.
1: Where are we at
0: here? How many rounds are we? That was the start of six, I think. Okay. Six zero one, Lee Westwood.
2: I don't have a I don't have a ton of time on the clock here. Um, you know, considering Adams Adams fade of Terrell Hatton uh, last year's second place uh, runner up. Sung J M. Oh, I don't like I don't like the options here. I really actually wish Cam Smith was still on the board. Uh that would that would be a nice one to have. I'll take I'll take Song J. Wow. Okay. Okay. I feel like he's safe. I feel like I feel like I know Song Jay is gonna cash that 20th place check. Uh uh-huh.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I'm not shooting for top
1: twenties here. I'm shooting for <laughs> winners. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it kind of seems like it's a bit of an auto draft situation for me here, but I'm going to go with Tommy Fleetwood. Okay, Tommy boy. Got another one. And I will be choosing at the beginning of the seventh round, I believe. Um, uh, someone who has a long history here is uh, Paul Casey.
0: Oh, I like it.
1: Couple a couple of Englishmen there, right? Am I right?
2: Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, he just keeps falling to me. I'll take Terrell Hatton.
0: See, that's not who I thought you were going to say was falling to you, but I'm going to take the guy that I think is falling to me, and that's Hideki Matsuyama. Playing well so far. That, well, he's he's had some good, some bad this
2: uh this week so far at the Valero Texas Open. Um I chose him as the showdown play for Saturday, so you can count on him having a bad Saturday. But yep. uh what
0: do we got here?
2: We're we're so, s- through seven rounds, correct?
0: The start of the eighth round, I, I see on the board I got Scotty Scheffler here. You know, I think the fatigue factor is gonna kick in. Uh, we got Mass Matt Fitzpatrick, you, you gotta like where his putter is at. But then we got some we got some ball strikers. Oh, Paul Casey is taken here, right? So I'm gonna knock Paul Casey off the list. Um, yeah, you know, again, I I don't know if this is picking with my head or not, but I'm gonna go Sergio Garcia. Sorry, is it your pick
2: or is it my pick?
1: I think that was the second of his.
2: Yeah, it's my pick.
1: He went okay. Hideki.
2: Got gotcha, you, got gotcha, you, got gotcha. you. I was I was wondering why you were. Jumping jumping the, the goat there But uh, Kate. Okay, well I uh, Oh man this is tough um, Talent or experience That's sort of the crossroads I'm at um, And I'm going to go With a little bit of experience uh, And I'm going to snag The guy You guys both have as a sleeper I'm going to go with Jason Day
1: I was hoping he would slip
2: I like it I like it
1: well, speaking of experience and ball striker, I will go. We'll see if we can get through this without Craig making a comment about his looks. Adam Scott. <laughs> oh, man.
2: <laughs> we probably can't. Get- <laughs>
1: um, and then I guess at the beginning of the ninth round, if I have that right.
0: Yeah, you got that right.
1: We will go with.
0: <sighs> You're on the clock. You have. Ten seconds.
1: Five. Let's go with Scotty Scheffler.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Brooks Kepka was auto-drafted to you. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll okay. give you Scotty Scheffler. We'll sorry, give what Scott. was the
2: first one there? Adam Scott. Uh, okay, I've got to look at what I'm doing here. I'm going to take my sleeper pick. Joaquin
0: Neiman. Joaquin Neiman comes off the board. Interesting. So this is round nine, right? So I'm finishing up my draft right here. Is that right? Yeah, you, right. you've
2: got your last pick.
0: Oh, I feel really confident about my first pick. Actually, you know what? I feel pretty good about both. I'm going to give Louis Oostein the respect of round nine. I'm going to select him at the tail end of round nine. Usti is my pick there. And to bring it back, just to make sure, I'm looking at the same draft board here. Is Matt Fitzpatrick still out there? He's out there. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Matt Fitzpatrick. I feel like that's that's an easy one to round out my draft. I feel great about my draft. I'm going to take Matt Fitzpatrick. Okay, well, I feel like everyone knows who I'm taking.
2: You say people, people don't win here in their first time showing up? Oh, Will Zalatoris, maybe. I really see. <laughs> I'll, I'll
1: take Will Zalatoris. Well, give me my boy. Give me Homa. <laughs> give me Max. Why not?
0: Max, Homa, so we leave on the board and we leave Bubba Watson. He's playing pretty,
2: pretty Actually, well Abe a- a- answer surprises me a bit more than Bubba Watson that he got left there. Yeah, Abe, a- 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 I was thinking there. about Abe. Yeah. Um, okay, Kev. I don't know if you can see these these in front of you. Maybe I'll just read them off. Uh, I can. I can look at. I can pull it up. Craig, talk about your. Go through your team real quick here. Yeah, I'll go through mine. I've got, man. I've got the clear clearly this best team. Uh, I've got Bryson. I've got J T. Rory, Reed, Colin Morikawa, Sungjae, Terrell Hatton, Jason Day, Joaquin Neiman, and Willie Zalatoris.
0: It's pretty good. I think you got a good shot at like seven to eight through the cut, um, possibly a couple top tens. Uh, yeah, I like the I like the
1: prospects for you there. <laughs> I mean, you guys know that yeah, I think I don't always do enough research for all of these and often I'm picking with my gut but what I've learned is that my gut is accurate when it comes to Augusta, (laughs) and I am loving my team right now and I would be shocked if this team isn't the winning team. Rom, Xander, Canley, I mean they're probably going to tie for first, three of them (laughs) Um, Berger Cam Smith, Fleetwood Casey, Adam Scott Scotty Scheffler and Max Homa, great. Just I love that team. Augusta is it. not a science; it's an art, isn't it? <laughs> it is an art. Thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like every pick I wanted fell right into my lap. I want Dustin Johnson, Jordan Spieth. I reached on, but I feel really good about it. Tony Finau, Webb Simpson, the winner, uh, Hovland, Westwood, and Matsuyama. Sergio Garcia. It's the strike. It's a ball striking section for me right there. Louis Oosthuizen and Matt Fitzpatrick. Safe, tons of upside. I, I'm liking what I got, guys.
2: I feel like if it was a scramble, I'd feel pretty good about my team. You know,
0: <laughs> we're gonna. I'm gonna put these all out. We're gonna throw them on Twitter. I'm gonna put a poll together. I want to see who people think is gonna win. I'll be interested to see what the public has to say about these teams. Uh, but really, you're kind of chasing that winner's paycheck. I mean, you gotta absolutely. Or I mean, unless
2: you really stack a bunch of guys in the in the top five kind of thing.
0: Okay, guys. I think that is our Masters Preview podcast. We're getting to about ninety minutes here. I think that's a really good preview. We talked about our picks. We penciled them in on paper. They're not written on stone yet. We got some with Baby Watch, but we got our picks in. Now, now just to be responses. clear: the Snake Watch affords or the Snake Draft affords no uh, no. no
2: no substitutions.
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> no substitutions. Ooh, Kevin, you're
1: doubling down on that with Brom. Yeah, exactly. I. It's, I Like I said, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I like it. That's risky. That's risky.
0: Thank you, everybody, for, for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, hit that thumbs up. Subscribe to our channel. If you're on a podcast, subscribe to our podcast. Or if you're on YouTube, go over to give, a podcast. Give us those five
2: stars. I yeah, feel Yeah, like go over to
0: podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review. We'll talk about that maybe on our Postmasters, you know, review uh, show. So make sure to leave a review. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Enjoy the Masters. Good luck. Can't wait. Can't wait. I uh, yeah. will see you next time. All right. See you,
1: guys. See you, everybody.